Another going away party. Would you swim in the Liangmaha River? Liangma River. HSK prep continues, but I find out that everybody else in my class is gone. And two a days. Sometimes it's good to go fast, but sometimes it's better to slow down and take your time. Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. I'm Steven Sierski. Hope you folks are doing well. And uh, yeah, there's another going away party. I'm late in posting this again because I was trying to find a good time to, to record it and just never did. So uh, it's getting posted a little bit later. But um, the, uh, the going aways continue. Uh, this one, he's been in uh, China for nine years or so. Uh, and uh, he's finally leaving. He's moving to Europe again, uh, moving on to Slovenia. Uh, and I guess, I think they've bought a house. I can't remember. Uh, but he has to leave this week because his visa expires, uh, like within the week or sort of thing, something. And then his wife is going to join him later in the year. So um, it's because <laughs> her visa doesn't start until September or something like that. So, uh, you know. People who've never have never lived the expat life, like this is part of life, is that you have to deal with these visa issues and things like that. Uh, so it's kind of funny uh, to see that it happened. But uh, hopefully, it all smooth. They are able to smoothly transition and everything, and uh, um, well, set up life in a new country. It in this party actually, because it was a, a bunch of colleagues, former colleagues, and uh, some other people I'd never met before. But uh, the you know. <laughs> A lot of people are talking about leaving. It was like every second person you talk to, it was basically, yep, leaving within, leaving in September, leaving October, leaving next year, six months, 12 months. Um, and it, it actually, it is one of those times where you kind of wonder, like, it, am I missing something here? Not that I doubt it. Because uh, uh, I've mentioned this before, where I am uh, continuing on with uh, Chinese studies and HSK prep. And to be honest, like I mean, I don't really have anywhere else to go. Uh, these folks that are leaving, they often have something else that's popped up, uh, or something else that uh, is going on. So uh, whether they are, uh, what would you say, like for ch- uh, a, ch- a child's education, uh, or they're taking care of uh, parents, or simply, I mean. And this is, uh, it's sort of amplified this year because of the lockdowns in China and, and in Beijing uh, that people weren't able to go home for that two or three weeks and, and remind themselves why they left in the first place. <laughs> uh, but th- that's the idea being that even if you're able to go back once a year uh, to or twice a year, see some people, get some things done. Uh, you know, it, you you maintain that connection, and not only do you maintain that connection, you also uh, are able to change your surroundings. And again, yeah, you do kind of remind yourself of uh, why you left, um, and um, maybe why you want to go back or something like that. And, uh, but uh, if you're not able to do that, it it, it kind of wears on you a little bit. Uh, I guess it varies. Uh, it depends on person to person. What I think part of the reason why some people are leaving as well and that they're making the decision to leave China rather than to like just go home for a couple months is because, first of all, you can't come back. Like it's uh, To get back into the country is such a, a rigmarole that it's um, it's very difficult. So it's best just to make the decision, you know what, maybe it's time for a change, change things up, um, do what they have to do, and then 
you know, if they want to come back, that's the thing. Like, you could always come back. It's it's not, maybe it won't be next year. Maybe it won't even be two years, but five, six years, who's to say? I mean, uh, why not come back to China or somewhere else? It is amazing how temporary a lot of things are, just in, especially when you live the expat life. Because uh, a lot of people, um, I, I hear this, like, you know, sort of dread Mondays or something like that, or they dread work. But I'll tell you, being an expat, there's so much going on. Like, every day sort of disappears because it's it's a new experience living in a new place. It, it really is. Uh, things are new, like even trying to go buy milk or something like that or just get something from the store. Um, very, very, <laughs> can be an adventure. Or it could be a complete uh, shit show. I mean, it could go either way. Uh, and I guess that's what sort of makes part of it uh, interesting. Anyway, what would you do? What If you were to move to a country, for those of you who've never been to another country, or those of you who have been to maybe one or two, what would you want to accomplish if you were to move to another con- uh, another country? I know a lot of people would be thinking about jobs, like they'd want um, to, to have a stable job and income. I think that almost goes without saying sort of thing. Uh, but what else like and what else would you want to achieve in a new place i mean for me one of the reasons i like left canada was to you know for for travel i wanted to see what was being written in the books like you read these history books and this it this started with the classics but i mean also my my ukrainian upbringing you know hearing about this country about the uh, independence back in 1991 you know it was major major and then also things like having that french influence as well you know what was like what was montreal like you hear these places quebec city uh but then the whole france connection for me it was i want there was a realization i want to see for real the world i didn't just want to read it i didn't want to see it in pictures or movies i wanted to go see it and i wanted to walk the steps of people who either wrote those books or who those books are written about that was one of it. The other thing, but I mean, I was told, yeah, you can't travel without money. Okay, so then how do you travel uh, when you have no money? Well, you get a job. Now, what what job was that? Teaching English. A lot of people might not want to teach English. I understand that. It's a there are a lot of people who are professionals. They're set in their career, uh, and maybe they want to uh, they want to continue on in that that career. And it's not always easy. But if you had the chance, what would you want to do? Where would you go? I, I'm curious. Where would people want to go these days? Uh, for to either to live and work, maybe not forever, but a couple of years, two, three years, right? When and after that, what would make you leave the country? I think that's a very important question as well. Um, and a lot of some, uh, well, you know what? Is that an important question? What would make you leave the country? Because it's very easy to say it, you know, but it's not always easy to do. And the reason, like, I'll, I'll point to the United States, uh, the whole Trump election cycle and everything. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to, you know, if he gets elected, I'm leaving. Or, you know, if, they, if he gets reelected, I'm leaving. And then, you know, day after election, you talk to the same person, like, nah, you got to go to work, man. <laughs> you know, it's like they're occupied. Life takes over. Uh, and it's it, talk, talk is cheap. So what would make you leave a country? I, I don't know. I don't. It's easy to say, but probably a lot harder to do, especially, I'll tell you, as an expat with an annual contract sort of being renewed, it's a very simple conversation. Hey, Steve, you, um, so you, uh, your contract's up. You want to stay another year? Uh, yeah. 
You know, it's literally in 10 seconds, your life has been decided. Um, granted, I mean, if you're saying no or humming and hawing, you, you've probably been thinking about leaving for a while anyway. So, but uh, th- that sort of came up. I had some thoughts I had when, you know, talking to these uh, different expats and everybody who uh, were um, various stages of life in China, basically. Some of them went for a swim in the Liangma uh, River. Liangma He is a Liangma River. He is river in Chinese. Um, I didn't go. I was thinking, you know, not this time. Uh, it's kind of, it's not you know, not the cleanest river in the world, but a lot of people do uh, swim in it. Uh, it. It runs throughout Beijing, I think. Uh, it goes east-west and then goes north. To, I can't remember. I don't, someone explain it to me. I guess I could look on a map, but um, yeah. A lot of people do go swimming in it. It's uh, famous for that. Uh, a lot of people get naked and they go swimming in it. Uh, and since this, since this was already at midnight, uh, after a few beers, I mean, it was the safest thing in the world, right? Uh, only one person fell in. Um, <laughs> she was all right. Uh, the cell phone, we don't know. Uh, but uh, that's one thing, you know, I guess uh, put it on the bucket list of things maybe I should have done. But uh, hey, I mean, there's a lot of midnights left. You can go slip into the Liangma River and have a swim around, provided that you uh, are able to swim. And I mean, if you don't know how to swim, it might be uh, might not be a good idea. Uh, yeah, you don't want to swallow that water. Uh, but yes, my HSK uh, studies continue. And last time I met this, uh, there's this German girl who was out for a walk. She just landed back in Beijing from overseas. Uh, and we get talking because, you know, everyone's... Um, we were on the shore. A few of us were still on the shore, uh, whereas a few people were in the river. And uh, <laughs> she mentioned that she works in the, like some German agriculture thing. I'm like, hey, do you know this girl? And she's like, yeah, that's that's her. She was a uh, a, form, a a classmate of mine at my uh, in my Chinese cl- my Chinese lessons earlier this year. She's back in Germany. She's not in China anymore. I'm like, what? So that means uh, the guy like with the worst Chinese <laughs> uh, is the only one still in the country. Uh, the other guy, he took off. Um, one guy got married. And I'm not sure if he's still in, in China as well. Uh, but um, the American, he's gone. And then the German, I guess she's off to, uh, I don't know. Well, she's probably coming back. So it's uh, I, I, would, I, would, I would assume she's coming back. Uh, she likes the country and everything. She speaks very well. She lives with a bunch of Chinese people. So uh, it would be surprising that if she uh, uh, if she didn't come back. But yeah, I think it's, again, it's one of these visa issues that has to be dealt with in a certain way. It's, um, yeah, it's a complete fuff about. Uh, I was able to do some Chinese uh, studies today. Um, the great thing about that, let's see here, there we go. Uh, the great thing about uh, being able to um, uh, do this was I, I focused on chapter 17 of um, the, the old textbook. I managed to do another one of the workbook tests. Terrible. I got a lot of work to do. I guess, uh, yeah, it's gonna be, it's got to be vocab uh, and things like that because it's just not... What, I, what am I missing, right? It's got to be vocab because it's coming down to my understanding, uh, listening... And being able to read, uh, and if uh, I don't know the vocab, then you then you're not going to understand what's going on. So I, I guess I got to hit those uh, vocab cards uh, a little bit harder. Uh, which you know, three months, uh, I could probably do some decent 
work on it. I remember for HSK 3 and 4, I mean, I was outside uh, walking around and uh, reviewing uh, flashcards. But this time, I mean, I'm not doing those long walks anymore. So how do I have, how do I find time to do flashcards when it's kind of a boring exercise? I'm not going to lie. To, to go through a bunch of um, flashcards over and over again, not the most interesting. Uh, that being the case, um, I will... <laughs> Keep on, Jayo. Podcast episodes in the works. Uh, tomorrow we'll have, should have another episode recorded, so look for that within the next week or so. Uh, and then I think there's going to be another one recorded next week, I hope, if we can uh, make that work. Uh, and then two-a-days, working out again. Uh, still doing that, of course. And I was thinking today, uh, with I was a little bit slower in my execution. And I was thinking, you know, it's because one of the, one of the things is like, when you are psyching yourself up to go for a run. I mean, there's a, you know, there's a David Goggins attitude towards working out. It's like, just go for a workout. Stop thinking about it. Okay, that's one. Number two, you're kind of like, but I've been doing the same type of workout. I've done that uh, that whole, like, just go, put the shoes on, get going. Um, and I was thinking, like, what what if you change it up just a little bit? Because a lot of my workouts are, are these kettlebell. There are these sort of high-intensity uh, workouts. Is there something to be said about slowing it down, lifting a bit heavier, and then slowing down? And so that's what I was working on today. Uh, I did go for a run, did, did some skipping as well, and then uh, did some lightweight, uh, well, did some variations on kettlebells. And I did that twice today, so I was actually, uh, uh, yeah, it was overall productive workouts, but it was one of these things where, you know, I'm doing these swings and everything, or these uh, lifts, and I'm like, I don't, I don't really feel it. I mean... And I, I hesitate to buy any bigger kettlebells because I don't want to damage the floor. If I damage the floor, you know, saving all that money on a gym pass, and I mentioned this before, might might then be spent on a new flooring for the apartment, and I don't really want that to happen. <laughs> so I hesitate buying any more um, kettlebells. The biggest one I have is 28 kilos. I guess I could get the 34, and but I'll tell you, those things get heavy, man. And like, if you're not consistently working with those, um, you feel it sometimes. Like when you when you go lift it up for the first time after a while, you're like, "Wow, um, <laughs> that does have some heft to it, doesn't it?" Uh, but yeah, two days. I uh, figured you know I could uh, do some fast ones, like some of those endurance uh, training and stuff like that, and then also slow it down and try to do a, a bit more heavier but uh, slower reps uh, as well. All right, well, that's going to be a shorter episode. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. I've got a little bit of a surprise for you, so I asked the the, the, depart, the departer, departee, the person who's leaving, Owen Johnston. He's uh, agreed to uh, say a few words in all of his wisdom and glory um, about his time here in China. So I will put that at the end of this episode. Have a listen uh, to what he says and this was actually one of the reasons I recorded this a little bit later is because I was wondering how uh, this was going to uh, play out in the evening, of course. All right, folks, show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, StevenSersky.com is where you can find all the archives and the show notes. And I hope you guys are doing well, keeping cool, and making sure that you're getting your exercise in because... It is important to stay active, especially if you're start, if you're working from home. I mean, you know, you know, you have always at home. It, I I know it's difficult after work ends. You're like, oh, it'd just be nice to sit down and chill out.
put the shoes on, go for a run. 20 minutes, that's all you need, right? 20 minutes. All right, folks, that's it. We'll talk again. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And here are the words of Owen Johnston. Listen to the podcast. This is a good one. What's it called? Uh, it's called the Steven Seuss podcast. podcast. Yeah, the Steven Spesky cast. cast. Yeah. Nine years China. How mm. was it? it uh, yeah, it was good. No, no, Steven Spesky podcast. It was good. It was wow. good. Nine years. It Nine was years. good. Wow. That's it. Well, I thought you wanted a soundbite. I thought I was doing like the thing where you write Stephen Sersky on my knuckles and I have to get more hands. No, we were doing the podcast. Oh, no, I really enjoyed my, my uh, nine years in China, especially with Stephen. Um, I would like, knew me for three years. I would like to do more podcasting because our conversation... We can stop talking about podcasting. We can talk about your time in China. But your podcast was one of the highlights of my time in China. Uh, it will live long. I've got several pictures framed of our podcast in my living room. That's and awkward, but uh, sure. Yeah, uh, you um, wouldn't be the only one. Snap. <laughs> no, China was good. I like traveling, uh, and I also like staying at home. Um, I like meeting people, but I also liked um, watching uh, Deep Space Nine for an entire week during Spring Festival before I got married. Bye. And that was Owen Johnston. Just